Tonight, we're going to look at a little scripture that everybody knows. It is a very familiar story in the Bible. And we like to look at that story and we like to celebrate a little bit in the story. I mean, because we can look over life, the ones of us who have been saved, and we can celebrate the fact that the Lord has saved us and He has changed us and made us whole and, and everything. And you know, it, uh, they don't nothing compared to the salvation of the Lord. I mean, they just... Nothing that can compare to it ever will. And I mean, uh, you know, the only thing I guess you can say is going to be any better is when we get to see Him face to face. And we get to be there with the Lord forever and ever. And uh, you know, as we go through this life down here, all the troubles and trials and everything that's taking place, uh, they something that every one of us need a little more of. Luke chapter number 19. We'll read about Zacchaeus this evening. Uh-huh. I know that uh, this is the sermon that is preached uh, mainly for salvation because at the end of the story as he's telling the story, he says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And uh, yeah. uh, But yet there's some, something here about Zacchaeus that us as Christians are in the same boat as him. You say, now wait a minute, he is lost. We're not lost. No, but we're going to get some application out of this this evening. Luke chapter number 19, begin reading in verse number 1. says, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We'll stop reading right there. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you once again this evening, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you've given us, Lord, just to stand, Lord, and just to read your word, Lord. I ask you, Lord, just to come down and bless your word, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord. And give that liberty that's needed, Lord, that unction from on high, Lord, that your word may be spread out here today, Lord, that we may grow, Lord, from your word, Lord, and we may lean upon you this evening, Lord. I want to praise you for ever being with us, Lord, and helping us and guiding us through each and everything, Lord, because without you, Lord, it would all be for a lost cause. But Lord, because of you, Lord, we have something to look forward to, Lord. And I just want to praise you for being with us and helping us in our time of need. Lord, you know what we're facing these days, what all's going on. But Lord, I ask you, Lord, just to open our hearts here today and may we surrender to you. Lord, accept that help that we need, Lord, from you. And I thank you for what you're doing. Help us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
As we read this story about Zacchaeus, like I said, we see it and we uh, realize who he is and the lost man and we're going to look at him. And I want us to, as we look at him, every one of us to individually look at ourselves. I, I don't want us to point the finger at nobody else and say, well, it must be talking about this one over there or this one over here. Or somebody out yonder in the world, surely he's not talking to me tonight, but I want to let you know something. The word of the Lord is for every one of us. And the Lord has got something for every one of us if we'll accept what the Lord has to say to us, allow him to touch us and affect us in a way that it will help us as we go forth and we go outside the doors of the church house. Like I said, all the things that we see that's going on and that's happening and taking place and, and everything, and we know that it's our place to stand and to speak for the Lord and to be a Christian as we go out. Uh, but I want to let us everyone know something that, uh, just uh, as our point of thought this evening. If we want to see the changes and we want to see the things happen, it's a time that they be a little bit less of us and a little bit more of him. Amen. Amen. I'm a pretty good sized feller, but little old me needs a whole lot of big old him. Amen. Uh, we live in this world where we think that the things is out of control and everything's taking place and going on and we forget just how big our God is. You're right. And some things about Zacchaeus here that he realized about the Lord is the same thing that us being saved that we need to realize and we can do the same thing and the same principles the same way and we'll be helped every day. As we can see here, as, as we'll go through the scripture and look at it here just a little bit this evening, in verse 1 it says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus for who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Uh, just a few thoughts here out of this little bit of scripture right here tonight and we need to realize that uh, uh, this day that we're living in the Lord has not left us all alone down here. I thank the Lord that he's passing by every little bit. You know he's with me. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. He helps me in everything that comes upon me. I'm not by myself. I'm not having to handle it on my own. I'm not having to try to figure it out or nothing else. Uh, I thank the Lord that he seems it fit uh, to come down here not only to pass by my way for salvation I mean, yet he took up an abode within me when I accepted him yeah. and everywhere I go he's with me he don't leave me he stays right there and whatever we're facing and we're going through we can be thankful for the fact that Jesus is on the scene Amen. all this is going on out here and it is bad and it's getting bad the Bible tells us it's going to get bad it don't mean we need to sit back and quit hey we can stand right. for the Lord and continue on hey, because he's right here with us he'll give us the strength that we need yeah, that we can stand he'll give us the words that we need to say he'll be right there to help us and guide us through each and everything and we can come out holding our heads up high just praising him and glorifying him not because of what we've done we're able to do but what because of what he has done through us but yet we live in the time right now and today we're unfortunately I hate to say it but most Christians like to do this right here back up a little bit sit down sometimes and even lay down sometimes and go to sleep you're right you're right we don't want to get up and go but here's Zacchaeus as I want to see some things about Zacchaeus is this Says, Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. 
and could not for the press because he was little of stature. They sometimes that uh, we'll use any and every excuse that we can just to step back on the Lord. You know, I don't care if you're rich. Zacchaeus was rich. We know he was rich. I don't care if you're rich and you got all the money you can handle plus some. I don't care if you're poor and you're down in the doghouse and you're eating your beans and that's all you got to eat, some cornbread, and that's the best meal there ever was anyway. But still, you know, you get down there and you think you're at the rock bottom and you can't go on. I don't care where you're at, if you're on top of the mountain, if you're down in the valley, if you're somewhere in between. I don't care where we're at and what's going on. We need to realize some things. We don't need to let our statue or the position that we're in or whatever it is come between us and the Lord. I mean, it's easy to say, well, you know what? I work for the state. I do. I work for the state. And I've been there long enough, Brother Dennis, and I'm kind of moved up a little bit on the ladder. I got a few people that I can tell what to do and stuff. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we get in the church house. We've been in church for a while. Come on. Come Dennis, on. I've been a member of the church for 20 uh, years. Yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. years, yeah. brother. You're right. Come on. These other folks need to be doing something. <laughs> yeah. Brother, yeah. brother, I'm, I'm telling you now, yeah. Yeah. I've done my part. Uh-huh. And right. It's time for me to sit down and rest a little uh-huh. bit and let somebody else do the work. Oh, yeah. You're in the right field. Wow. Now, preacher, you're never excused. You know that, don't you? <laughs> You're never excused, <laughs> but I am. You're right. You're right. You're right. Preach it on. We let our position and the things that we do and where we sit. I don't care if you sing in the choir. I don't care if you're a deacon. I don't care if you're the preacher. I don't care if you teach Sunday school class. I don't care what you do, whoever you are. We're called to the Lord to get up and to go for the Lord and stand yep. for Him yep. and to be leaning upon Him and walking for Him as uh, just uh, we're serving Him as we go forth. And we ain't got a time in our life where we can sit back and say it's somebody else's turn. You know, I like to think about the fact that with the state-wise that, you know, a little less than nine years, brother, this, I can retire full-fledged benefits from the state. I'm kind of looking forward to that. There ain't no retiring on the Lord. Just think if the Lord had retired on us. Just think if he had stopped part of the way down the trail. Said, I've done all I'm going to do. I'm not going to do any more. This is as far as I'm going. I've made my mind up. I'm giving up and I'm quitting and everything else. So therefore, figure it out on your own because I ain't going to help you no more. I'm glad the Lord didn't quit. He's still going right now. I know 2,000 years ago he died on the cross. Hey, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's been the same since before man was created. He'll be the same after we get to heaven. He's going to be the same forevermore. He ain't stopping. He's continuing on. But we feel our position and our placement or whatever you want to call it, we have a reason that we can just stop. But even though 
Here, Zacchaeus was a rich man. He had, he had authority to tell people what he was a chief among the publicans. That means he had the other tax collectors under him doing the work for him. And he was just getting the money and drawing the money and, and going on and everything. But yet still here, even though he had that position and even though he's who he was, and he sat there, he said he could not. He sought to see Jesus for who he was and could not for the press. If it ain't our problems, it's somebody else's problems that keep us from doing it. It's the press. It's all the other people that's there. They say, well, uh, they're in my way. I can't get there. The Lord's a blessing this one over here. Just let them carry on. We want to get the spillage off the side. I enjoy the spillage. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. I've told my church a hundred times, I'm greedy. I want all I can get. I want my part and yours too. Uh, but you know, uh, it, when we do that, I'm glad that somebody's a blessing over here. They can get up and they can praise the Lord and they can glorify God. And they can get up and they can shout. They can run the aisles. They can yeah. do as they want yeah. to. And we get a little happy about it. We get excited yeah. about it. We'll even say, amen, hallelujah, go right behind them. Hey, we'll try to lift them up while they're doing that. But that's as far as we're going to go. Hey, we're still going to sit on our pew, we still ain't gonna get up. We still ain't gonna praise the Lord, glorify Him, lift yeah. Him up. We still ain't gonna get out here and go do the work that needs to be done because that one over there is doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Bless it. it gets a little crowded if more than one's working. Sometimes <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this type of fellow that I am, I cannot stand laziness. We was at her parents' graveyard, her mama, buried her, and we'd done it by hand. Her cousin walked up there, and his son and stood there. My son and another boy was down in the hole packing, and the rest of us was throwing dirt. And uh, they walked up there and stood there. I looked up there for just a second. Uh-uh. Either you get a shovel or get out, one or the other. Amen. preacher. I like that. When your pastor tells you stuff needs to be done, that means get up and get busy. Yeah, man. It don't mean wait for somebody else to do it. Here's Zacchaeus was. He was in position, but yet he didn't want to let that stop him from seeing the Lord. He sought right. to see Jesus. Right. But then if it wasn't that, it was the press. It's the other one's over here. Yep. The crowd that's there and all that's going on. He couldn't do that. And then he came down and he said, well, if that ain't good enough, he said, because of my stature. Because he's little with stature. He's a short person. Now this world's a big place that the Lord's created for us to be in. The devil takes big old signs and he puts right up in front of us. Puts all kinds of stuff to try to get us to pull to this way or that way and everything else. Anything he can do to get us to stumble and fall and quit and, uh, and along the way. And then we'll say, uh, boy, I'm sure having a hard time getting there because we'll say we're either fighting the devil uh, because he's bigger than me and he's greater than me. I'm fighting myself or I'm fighting this one or that one or whatever it may be. And I'm just not strong enough to get out there. I'm not brave enough to get out there. I'm not the one to get out there because either I'm too shy or this or that. I don't know what to say or anything else. I got news for you. The Lord sent his disciples out, told them not to worry about what they's going to say. He'd give them the words to say. He'd put it in their mouth when they got out there. I'm thinking, well, we got a God that's walking with us. He helps us every minute, every step of the way, and he takes us to do what he knows that we can do. He don't tell us to do something we can't do. 
I mean, it, it to me, uh, sometimes it is discouraging. I know it is for you as a pastor to look down over the flock and know that they're able to get up and do and not see them do it. It is discouraging. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But if we're going to be God's people and be in God's house and uplift the Lord like we should, you know what it takes? A hundred percent. Yeah. You read in there at the beginning of the church what it was. They said they were all of one mind uh-huh. and one accord. Uh-huh. They all had the same goal in heart. Yeah. They're all serving the same Lord and Savior. Yeah. They're all walking the same paths that he put out there, fighting the same battles. Yeah. I know that we might fight a little over here. They fight a little over there. Sometimes it's a hard battle. Sometimes it's not as bad. Yeah. Uh, but it don't matter where we're at, what we're going through. I thank the Lord as we're going through those things. We don't have to be alone. Because we can Amen. help one another. Amen. You're right. Thank God for that. As you, as you said earlier, one of the biggest problems that we got right now is because we have no fellowship one with another. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with your church, brother. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with your church. Me and my few over here is all I need. I want to tell you right now. I don't. I nowhere have I found it. If you found it, you please show it to me. I've not found in here anywhere where it says uh, when it talks about the seven churches over there. Those seven churches are named in the book of Revelation. But that was on this earth. I can't see nowhere in heaven where there's going to be a place for this church, a place for that church, a place for another church. It ain't going to be a place for a free will Baptist or a Baptist or a Methodist or a Pentecostal Catholic. Nothing else. There ain't going to be a place for none of that. It's going to be for those whose name been written in the Lamb's book. Hey, we're all the part of the church of God. We're in the same church, going the same way. And we need to lead on him and we can continue on in a path that he'd go in. Yeah, you're right. I don't care if we feel like we're little, we feel like we're no account, there can't be no help. Hey, God can use us in any way he sees fit. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but it blesses my heart for a little bit of young to get up here and sing Jesus loves me. It blesses my heart that he gets up here and sings the B-I-B-L-E. You know, he's still working on me. I don't care what song you want to call out. It was some of my favorites and I love to see them children get up and do that. And it's a crying shame a little young get up there and do that and we can't do it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I, I got plum excited. I don't know when was it, a few weeks ago when little Landon, our two year, three, soon to be three year old. He's two year old, soon to be three year old grandson. Uh, he he wanted to come up and he's going to sing. Uh-huh. Church. I said, yeah. All right, buddy, come on up here. Yes, sir. He come up there and then ended up, I son, because he got up there and got to join the crowd and was grinning at everybody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but he's learning it. Right. He's learning right. it. And, and he'll sing it around the house and stuff like that. That's just a blessing. Yes, it is. That's a blessing. Absolutely. Because at least you know they are hearing the truth. Amen. And they're Amen. accepting the truth. Amen. But yet we go out here. And we can't continue on because we come up with anything and everything. It don't matter if it's our position. It don't matter if it's the people that's around us. It don't matter if it's our statue the way we are. It's for us to say that we're small and it says he was there. Uh, but yet we need to realize here, Zacchaeus was, we need to be on the same thing. Where he said, verse 3, said, and he sought to see Jesus who he was. Uh, we need to realize that we're living in a day where we need to see more and more and more the most out of Jesus that we can see about Him. Amen, Lord. Amen. Well, I don't care. 
uh, me and another preacher was talking uh, uh, this uh, past week. Uh, I don't care how many times you read from Genesis to Revelation. I promise you every time you get in there, the Lord will give you a little bit more. He'll give you a little bit more and a little bit more. I don't care where you're at from Genesis to Revelation. This is about Jesus. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It says at the end of the book that the whole Bible is about Him. And it's all leading to Him. And we can get closer to Him and be more like Him the more time we spend with Him. But everything else has preeminence because we don't desire since he sought, he desired to see Jesus. It didn't matter that he was rich. It didn't matter that he had the authority to tell somebody else to go find him and see what it says about him. To do a little research for me. It didn't matter that the crowd that was there around him, it didn't matter that he was short and he couldn't see. He sought to see him and therefore it says, and he ran before. We've got to get our minds made up. It don't matter what's around us. Nothing's going to keep us from the Lord. Nothing's going to separate us from him. We know that it says that nothing can separate us from his love. His love. What's going to separate us from our love? Yeah. From him. Yeah. You're right. What's going to get our eyes off of Him to where we're not loving Him the way He's loving us? What's going to get on us that gets us weighted down or whatever? Do we get our eyes away from the Lord and we start looking at the world and the things of the world and then we wonder why things are ending up the way they are? Yeah. And it's because we realize that they're still becoming more of us and less of Him yeah. instead of more of Him and less of us. Yeah. I mean, John the Baptist said it right off when he was opening the path and leading the way out. He said, what? Be less of me. Got to be more of him. I got to decrease. He's got to increase. This world is not going to be changed unless we get more Jesus involved. Schools are not going to change unless we get more of Jesus involved. We're not going to see people get saved that need to be getting saved until we get more Jesus involved. We're not going to see Christians grow from babes into being mature adults for the Lord and being true servants to the Lord unless we spend more time with Jesus, get off the milk and onto the meat. But it's easy. It's so easy in this flesh. Just get a little bit. Just one little bit. Lord, don't overload me. Just give me a little bit, Lord. Help me here. Just help me on this thing, Lord. Just, just a little bit. Help me here. If you give me back to the top of the hill, I'll be all right, Lord. I told him at church the other day, I walked over to get a Sunday school class right off her. I walked over and said, here's what we do with God. We go over here, we put him in that room, we shut the door. So there you go. You stay there, Lord. Yep. I'll come get you when I need you. Yep, you're right. You're right. No, we need 100% yes, sir. all the time. Say, Lord, I need you now. I don't care if we're on top of the mountain. Things are smooth sailing at the moment. We just say, thank you, Lord, for getting me here. But Lord, don't leave me because I want to stay right here. Yeah. And I go ahead and tell you right now, you ever get filled in the Spirit and you get filled up to the point that you're like David, your cup running over? I promise you it's going to be like nothing you've never had before. And you ain't going to want nothing else but that. And then you're going to realize that the only way you're going to get that is to surrender completely to the Lord. And I'll have him come. We're going to have to desire to have him upon us. That's him, Lord. <clears throat> 
And he said he ran before and climbed up to the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. We don't have the excuse that I wonder if Jesus is going to come by. I wonder if he's going to help me. Come on. My Bible tells me, knock, it shall be open. Ask, you receive. The Lord is there and he's willing. He's wanting to help us. He's wanting to do everything that he can for us. The problem ain't him. The problem is us. Want to let him do what he wants to do. You're right. Us as God's children... We should realize, hey, there ain't nothing no better. Nothing better is going to happen or anything else than what the Lord has to lay upon us. Amen. What the Lord will do for us. As he's done here for uh, Zacchaeus, he got there. And he said, and Jesus came to the place. He looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. You know what that means to make haste? Quit diddle-daddling around. Quit wasting time. He told him, get out of the tree. Get down here. Let's take care of business. It's time for us to get up and to get moving. Get busy and don't quit. Don't sit down. Don't back up. And just keep on keeping on for the Lord. As a song that we sing sometimes, keep on the firing line. Yeah. Uh, it's a time that we need to be out here with the fire of the Lord burning through us. His light shining through us. And this world can see Him and not see us. Amen. Amen. I promise you, when they see us, they see our faults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They see where we fail when we stumble. Yeah. But when we get out here, we get filled in the Lord, we're walking in the Spirit for the Lord, and we're out here filled, guess what? They're going to see the Lord. Amen. Because they're going to look at that and say, there ain't no way you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way you can do that. Ain't yeah. no way you can get through this, whatever. I don't know. You know, that's why the lost people come up to you and ask you to pray for them. Because they've seen the Lord work through you before. They say evidently they got a connection that I don't have. And we do through the Lord Jesus. But then we get satisfied. And then when we get satisfied, we get content. You know when Paul's talking about being content in this world, well, you know he said, you know what it's like to be up here, what it's like to be down here. When he had everything, when he was a Pharisee, the Pharisee, yeah. and when he had nothing, when he come down as a servant of the Lord, and he got there, and he knew what it's like to be beaten and everything else. And I'm gonna go through all the stuff that he went through. He knew what it's like to be on both ends of the barrel, and he knew what it was like that way. And he was learned to be content no matter where he was at. Yeah. You know what? That, he wasn't talking about being content in the spirit. He's talking about in this flesh. Yeah. We've got to be longing and longing, desiring more and more and more of the Lord. When we decide that point and we get to that point and we realize that that's the only way that there is and accept the fact of the matter of that the Lord said, hey, that we need to be with Him and we needed Him, we need to live for Him, walk with Him, then we can say, hey, we're going to make, get our, after our minds made up, decide we ain't going to let nothing come between us and Him. Now is the time that we're going to Get where we ought to be with the Lord. Because you know why? If we put it off, we put it off, you know what's going to happen? At some point, we're going to completely quit. This morning at church, I was, I was preaching out of John chapter number 10, which is I'm adored sheep. But anyway, and I was preaching on that part. And I know that the devil, I, thought, I was preaching on the thief. He said he comes to what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. 
And you know, when he gets down there to destroy, you know what he's going to do? He's going to try to cut off every bit of the life that we have between us and the Lord. That's what the devil's going to try to do. And then when we don't stick with the Lord, we get filled with the Lord, that's exactly what's going to happen. There'll come a time where it allows us to destroy this body so our spirit will be saved. Because why we become a hindrance and a stumbling block instead of being a helpmate. We got a desire. And we got to seek the Lord the same as Zacchaeus did here. And we got to make haste to make sure that we're doing it now. Not only now, but every time. And verse 6 said, And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. That's how we get the joy back in our life. Is when we get filled and we get charged and we go on for the Lord. I, I can promise you that in my own personal experiences, this is my own testimony that I can give. Back just a few years ago, you may remember the story of a NCDOT truck going in the river when it was flooding. I was in that truck. When I got in the river, and the truck went completely rolled under the water in the river. When it stopped, my side was the only window pane, window sill right there. The windows was open. Truck filled up with water. Rick was below me. We had to cut the seat belt so he could get him up out of the water. Me and him both went out that window, and that's the only thing that was out of the water was that one window sill. We standing on it. In this flesh, I knew that was it. It was done. I've been in the rescue squad for 17 years. I was in the fire department for 10 years before that. I've been in these situations. I know what it looks like when it looks bad. And it was looking bad, and I thought, this is it. There ain't no way. I can't jump in this swift water and try to swim over yonder to the other side. That's not going to happen. That's not going to take place. So I pick my phone up. I call my wife. I tell her I love her. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm checking out. The Lord seen fit that the fireman was already there and he zeroed a rope and said, Whoosh. I tied Rick, I tied me. We stood there and I seen the limb coming down the river and that limb was going to catch the rope and I knew when it did it was going to pull us under. I told Rick, I said, we're going to have to jump in. We're going to have to jump in and try to get to that side over there. And as that got a little bit closer, he said, can we just grab a limb and walk? I said, no. It's going to pull us under and it's going to kill us. So we jumped in. I hired the fireman, told him we were jumping in. We jumped in. We was in the water for 45 minutes before we got out of the water. We fought water for 45 minutes. Don't never give up on God because you feel like you're in a bad spot. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The Lord seemed fit for the fireman to be there, for the rope to be a perfect throw to come right down there to us, allow us to get over there and to get out of the water. Yeah, it took a little work. It was hard to do, but you know what? We made it out. Amen. The Lord was in control. Yeah. Amen. He said, well, how come the Lord would let you in something like that? I don't know why, but I can tell you this. As soon as we got out, the first thing we did when we was looking around is we prayed. Amen. Amen. Me and Rick prayed. Amen. And then when we got done praying, then I made the phone call. Then we ended up there. We give up on God. 
more or less. That's what happens. We give up. Because it didn't go the way we thought it should have went. It didn't uh, go around this way and that way and, and this take place and everything. So we feel like, well, that's it. I'm just going to give up. And I want you to know the Lord's calling. He's there calling saying, make haste. Make haste. Come down. Make haste. My question for you, are you going to make haste or are you just going to put it off? Every head bowed and every eye closed this evening. Here we say this was a sinner seeking a savior. We're living in a day where the saints need our Lord. I hope you're going to make haste and surrender all to the Lord. Desire to be with him and be for him as he'd have you to be. To be filled that you can continue on for the Lord. Because the day that we're living in, that's what is needed more than anything else. It's the only hope this lost world has got is for us as Christians to stand and let them see Jesus. Tell them the story of the gospel of our Lord and Savior. How he could change things and make things whole. But if we're going to be that way, we've got to desire it. We've got to seek the Lord and allow the Lord to touch and guide in all things. Help us in all the ways that we go. Brother Dennis, you come on up.